0: The Undertaker's here for the Browns' season, and it can rest in peace. The Browns fall to five and eight today. They lose in Cincinnati, twenty-three to ten. The Browns' hex over the Cincinnati Bengals is over. Joe Burrow has finally beaten the Browns. Kevin Stefanski still makes idiotic in-game management decisions. And the Browns are not making the playoffs. Welcome in, everybody. To another edition of the LOTL Browns postgame show. I am Dan. I'm here with Steven. Uh, Steven, I'd ask you how we're doing, but I think I probably know that
1: answer. What in the hell was that? That was pathetic. That was listless. I should. That was uninspired. That was just. Not even a polished turd. That was just a turd today.
0: I should have known that we were headed to this when we were moving down the field on the first drive like we usually do in games. The Browns are usually great first drive of the game, and they were doing it again. Yep, they were. Uh, you know, I, I, I thought for the first drive, obviously we'll get into dissecting his game as we go along. I thought Deshaun looked really good the first drive. You look much better. Um, and then some wackiness and then the most boneheaded decision, I think, for me, this year, obviously, to me. But you've got your franchise quarterback back from suspension in his second game. Opens the game. He's looking pretty good on the opening drive. And then you get to a fourth and like was it wasn't f- quite fourth, fourth and, and one. two. It was it was longer than one. It was like fourth and one and a half. Because it was third and one, and then we lost half a yard on, on third down. And all of a sudden you see Deshaun Watson on the sidelines. And Jacoby Brissett is is in the game. What? And then you're thinking, okay, well, okay, then they're probably just going to sneak it, right? You know, Jacoby Brissett's really good at sneaking. They did a like a like a rollout with Jacoby Brissett, and and, and that's not to say that the play up until the actual execution of the pass didn't work. Donovan Peoples Jones was open in the end zone, and jo- Jacoby Brissett overthrew it and threw it out of the end zone. What are we doing? And again, I want to go back to the previous, the, the the sequence that led up to this. Did you notice that Deshaun Watson's run on second down? He got the first down, and they marked him short.
1: I thought in real speed he was a half yard shy. Now, if he actually was there... You know, this is one of those situations where playing on the road is a disadvantage because at home you're probably going to get the replay on the big screen. You know, who's supposed to be telling the coach, hey, you should challenge that play? They snapped.
0: They they spotted the ball as if Deshaun slid feet first. He didn't didn't slide feet first. He went head first, diving for the first down marker.
1: At which point it would be a question of where did he get touched down if if he's going head first. Yeah.
0: They marked them a full yard short. Hmm. And then they don't challenge because they're probably thinking the same thing I was thinking. Like, you got two plays like, to get okay, a yard. like, okay, two plays to get a yard, let's get a yard. But then they do what most stupid teams do on third and one. They try and run it right up the middle. Dumb. It didn't work. He, Kareem Hunt loses half a yard. And by the way, the – I don't know what has happened to the offensive line. But they are in absolute... They were an abject disaster today. They are in shambles. Terrible. Shambles. Not just the fact that they can't run block. How many penal, How many holding penalties did we get today? 17?
1: There were a lot of them. A few of them were unwarranted, particularly the one we'll on that the too, second quarter. We'll get into that, too.
0: Because there was but. a lot of weird penalty calls. Don't get me started on when... In the third I think it was the third quarter. We got a sack on third down, and there was a holding penalty on Cincinnati, and then some phantom late flag comes out for defensive holding on the other side of the field.
1: Oh, uh, which wiped out which, which meant they had wipes out the third entire down. play. Right. And then
0: the very next play, the Bengals nineteen yards on third and ten, and then they go and score a touchdown. Yep. Listen, I'm not going to blame the refs for the reason we lost the game. Lord knows the Browns did a lot themselves to lose the game. But anyway, getting back to the situation.
1: You run on third and one, you lose a half yard. So now it's like fourth and maybe a yard and a half.
0: Yeah, so, like, I understand the thought process of maybe bringing in Jacoby just to like get, like get maybe think, like, oh, they're going to sneak it. But it wasn't fourth and inches. It wasn't even fourth and one. It was almost fourth and two. The Bengals aren't that stupid. They know you're not going to sneak on fourth and two. So that throws that all all out the window. So they're not playing the sneak now.
1: I don't know about that.
0: No team. No team sneaks on fourth and two. No team. Well, it wasn't fourth and two. But. It was damn near fourth and two. Go back and look. It was it was well past fourth and one. But anyway, why are you taking the first drive of the game? Why are you taking Deshaun Watson off the field? Why? Why? He was he 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 was play- he he was playing well on the first drive. He led you down the field. We got to about the red zone. Or we were in the red zone because the the, the, the fourth down pass was in the end zone.
1: I... So I guess I have to interject here because I completely disagree with you on this. I think the Browns were trying to be aggressive, as they often are on fourth down. But this in this case, they were trying to outsmart Cincinnati. And quite frankly, it worked. Peoples-Jones was open in the end zone. Better ball. That's a TD. And the game quite possibly could have gone totally different from that point on if the Browns go take the lead early. I'm frustrated because no, no, no. the execution no, no. No, no, no. Whoa, wasn't whoa, there. Whoa. I, listen, I'm not disagreeing with going for it.
0: I'm not. You don't like the play call. It's not the play call.
1: Why the hell is Jacoby Brissett throwing that pass? It's the element of surprise. If you have Watson on the field, this is not—
0: This isn't—
1: Deshaun Watson can't sneak? They wouldn't be expecting it as much.
0: This isn't college where you can get away with playing two quarterback systems. I'm sorry, when you try playing two quarterbacks, it's never going to work. It doesn't work. Name me a, a name me a franchise in the NFL where it works to play two quarterbacks and bring guys in and out.
1: I don't think this was a play to play two quarterbacks. I think this was a one play situation to try to outsmart the opposition and get a big play. And well, guess what? Really it didn't lead. work. Yeah, it didn't work because they didn't execute it.
0: And I know you'll probably disagree with me because I. Right.
1: I'm not going to blame Stefanski for that, especially I have a feeling
0: that this guy's going to have to win a Super Bowl for you to say something nice about him. Deshaun Watson is in the game, and they do that play, and he's open. That's a touchdown.
1: I would contend that he probably wouldn't be open if Watson was in the game. But, who knows? Tomato, tomato, we're not going to... I mean, we can't play butterfly effect here.
0: I don't know, I just that whole, that whole thing just set an an entirely horrible precedent for the entire rest of the game. I thought the team was just the shame As of, you said as you said on the open for me the team was listless after that, especially yeah. for the rest of the first half. Now the second half, second half I thought uh I thought the offense while they only scored one touchdown in the second half, I thought they looked they were moving the ball a lot better in the second half than they were in the first half. In but,
1: general, yes. I mean, first offensive touchdown in two games. I mean, ugh. I mean the bottom line is is that the Browns' offense has looked worse than they have all season in the last two games, and I assume that you know some of that is going to be. And I wonder if some of the O lines issues has to do with now they're, I don't know. I, this is not an incrimination of Watson. I think whenever you change quarterback, there's there's a little bit of a learning curve. The but it's not snap cadence is different. The but it's the not the, way the it's, guy uh, manages the pocket is different. I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but it seems like the whole unit is struggling. But it's not that Watson's not taking sacks. They can't run the ball anymore. That too. That doesn't help. Obviously, that doesn't help. The, the yeah. Browns tried. Uh, they actually they stuck I actually, with it too. That you know when it wasn't working early on. They stuck with it and it still wasn't working.
0: I actually think for the most part they pass block decent. They can't run block anymore. They can't. Nick Chubb just doesn't forget how to run the football. He had 14 carries for 24 yards today. I mean, as soon as he was getting the ball, he was getting guys diving at his legs. They can't run block anymore. I saw a stat. Somebody posted it that the Browns' uh, offensive line grade is the second worst in the NFL since week nine. This isn't just a Deshaun Watson thing. They've been bad for about six weeks now. And you can probably point to when Ethan Posick, our our center, went out. Yeah, because the guy we have playing at center right now is not an NFL caliber player. No, he's not. Yell the Froholt. I mean, love you to death, guy. Your name is awesome, but you can't block.
1: I have my aunts and uncles on the family group text talking negatively about our center. That's how noticeably bad. Yeah, and
0: he is. it's not. I it, it's hard to like blame him because he's like our fourth center, and he's not even a center. He's playing there because we literally have nobody else to play the position. Nick Harris was hurt in the first drive of the first preseason game. He was supposed to be your starter. Uh, Michael Dunn, who's your emer- who's a guard, who's your emergency center, has experience playing the position, got hurt. I can't remember if it was preseason or during practice in one of the first couple games. He's hurt. He's out. Ethan Posick, out, knee injury. I think right around week nine when this stat came out. And Froholt is our fourth center this year. And God love him. I'm sure he's trying. He's just not an NFL center. He's not. He's he's like a third-string guard, basically. And they're playing him at center because they have nothing else. Like, Andrew Barry and the, the front office has been watching this for the last, like, five, six weeks now. There's got to be somebody out there on the street that could come in and be better than this guy. Has to be. What are we just doing? Just, oh, well, let's just roll him back out there. We've seen him for six weeks, and he's complete shit every single week. Let's just roll him back out there. I mean, everybody, ever, you know, everybody likes to say, oh yeah, you know, run. You know, a lot of people say, yeah, run the ball to fancy, run the ball to fancy, and you know, there are stats to bring up to where you know the Browns actually do run it more than more most teams, and um, things like that, and. It, <laughs> Oh, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't
1: know where I was going, with my train of thought here. I'm just all over the place. You have to fix the problem if you're gonna, you know, have broader success. I think was what you were going toward, and the yeah. front office isn't making any effort toward it.
0: Yeah, I, don't, I just,
1: <sighs> it's almost like they've thrown up their hands too. I understand it's not I,
0: worth it. I understand that that you have to pass in today's NFL. To be successful, this is where I think I was going. You have to be able to pass in today's NFL to be able to score points and to be able to uh, be successful, right? But if you can't run the ball a lick, which the Browns can't right now, you don't have a chance. And you I don't, can't
1: be a winning football team. And
0: probably. I don't care who's playing quarterback. You don't have a chance. The Browns don't run an offensive system where you go shotgun five wide and you're just gunning the ball down the field all the time. It's play action. It's rollouts. It's marrying the run to the pass. You have to be able to make the defense think you're at least going to run to be able to throw the ball. Crossing routes, overs. Like, that's all predicated on being able to run the ball, and the Browns can't run the ball right now. And like I said, Nick Chubb did not just forget how to gain yards. He's just, he doesn't have a chance right now. And credit hey, credit to the Bengals because listen. I can't stand the Bengals. But credit to them because their defensive line just ate our O line for lunch today. Completely. It's just frustrating too because you know I thought I thought Deshaun played like a hundred times better today than he played last week, which not really saying much. He was god-awful last week. But I thought he played well enough to win a football game today. But we couldn't run the ball. And then, it just seemed like it was weird. You know, we deferred the opening kickoff for the second week in a row. Smart. So, right. Worked. You Agree got with that. Bengals three and out on the right. first possession. But it almost felt like we got double-dipped, even though we had the ball to start the second half.
1: Yeah, we did because the Bengals on their the final possession of the first half defense, scored a touchdown.
0: Defense was great the first quarter and a half of the game,
1: and it was that aforementioned um, uh, canceling out penalties on third down that led to the Bengals to have another chance, and then they ultimately picked up the first down down to the five and then scored later. Yeah, and then uh, and then we went three and out right after the
0: after halftime. Yeah, and then uh, how about we talk about the fact that. When can the Browns please never again try and block a punt ever? Please, just don't do it. Like, what did Tony Fields think that the punter was a was a receiver trying to catch a ball? He just went barreling right into the right into the punter. Didn't even try to avoid him. No, just boom, and he wasn't just decked him. And and he he went sideways. He wasn't even close to blocking the punt. No. Like usually, if the punt block is on, you're coached and you're taught, hey, if you don't think you can get there, pull up or try and fall to the side, you know, don't go, even when guys are taught to block, they're taught to go to the side and reach out with their arm this way. That's right. They're not taught to go barreling down the punter right into his face. because what's gonna happen? You're gonna miss, and then you're gonna get a a personal foul penalty. And that's what happens. The Browns defense had them stopped. And then Tony Fields did what he did. And then the Bengals went right down the field.
1: Well, let's not consider that the end of the story there. Because this, this was the first drive of the game when it was 0-0. Browns had the Bengals stopped again, actually. And Isaiah Thomas was hit with a hands-of-the-face penalty on that, third
0: down. That was a that was a legit penalty.
1: And then, right after that, Denzel Ward somehow, someway, gets flagged for pass interference. <sighs> On Jamar Chase, which was just ridiculous, They're just hand fighting brutal. down the sidelines, and like he didn't even have a hand on him when the ball got there,
0: just brutal. I mean, they, <sighs> I guess, I guess the announcer said he was tugging on his jersey. I mean, I guess I saw maybe I a, didn't see that. Maybe a, may, I mean, maybe a little bit, but not enough to like. Usually, when a receiver feels his jersey being tagged, he just like stops. You know how guys in like soccer when they get their jerseys tagged right. from behind, they just stop, mm. almost like forcing the ref to call the the, the foul. Yeah. Like that's usually what NFL receivers do. But Jamar Chase didn't even feel like he was tugging on it enough for him to, you know, like flail his arms up or or just stop the route or whatever. But apparently the refs did. I, again, I'm not I'm not blaming the refs for the reason why we lost, but they did no they did the
1: Browns no favors today. None. Especially in that late first quarter. Through the middle of the second quarter, I talked about Batonio call earlier, just when it seemed like Cincinnati was grabbing the momentum and we just could not catch a break at all. Yeah. And it was just super frustrating to watch.
0: And it's, yeah, I mean, frustrating. That's the word. Uh, it's, It's just the Browns will find a way to lose a football game every time. They will find a way. You know, you got teams like San Francisco, and who are on their third down quarterback. their third-string quarterback, and they are. And again, we beat Tampa too. It took a miracle, but we also beat Tampa. But they are throttling the Bucks right now. Yeah, with Mister Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, as their quarterback.
1: Forty Nine ers look like the best team in football, aside from maybe the Eagles right now. I mean, mm-hmm. what a what a Super Bowl matchup
0: that would be. Eagles-Niner. Re- oh, no, we'd have to – that would be four, in the national uh, – the NFC the
1: title. Game. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, we – I knew – you know, it was – I knew it was going to be tough to win this game because the Bengals are hot. They've been hearing all week about how, oh, you can't beat the Browns. You can't beat the Browns. Joe Burrow, how come you never beat the Browns? you never beaten the Browns. You've never beaten the Browns. You know, we almost foolishly hard overhead thought, Oh, wow, they beat the Chiefs last week. Maybe they're gonna look past us. No. Not not when every not when everybody in their media is saying, Hey, you've lost your last five against Chiefs. To be
1: brutally honest, it did look like the Bengals were sluggish, not really up for it early in this game. That the Browns had come out better. Like I said, with you know, if they if they hit the play on fourth down or if they make a few other plays, Browns could have had a 7 maybe 14 point lead before the Bengals even could really get into it.
0: Yeah, you're right on that. And then and, and then at that point if that happens, the, that that doubt creeps into their
1: their mind like right. oh my
0: god, it's happening again.
1: The Browns had the opportunity and they just missed it early in this game. Yeah. I, I that's what that's why I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I think we disagree on on how on how we wanted the Browns to get there, but Yeah. I agree with you there. The Browns had their chance in the first half. Yeah, and it, and what did we say? What did we say against this team, against the Bengals? The key was going to be to hit them early. Yeah, put that, plant that seed of doubt in them, and not let them hang around. And then, you know, we said, hey, if the game is close at the end, this I liked is one our chances. that you could probably get. And but we, unfortunately, and again,
1: it wasn't close
0: we had a we had our we had our chances um you know we had the it was 20 we we scored the touchdown uh
1: in the joku we trust again yeah
0: oh yeah <laughs> i mean that guy listen he's missed he's missed a handful of games this year because of injury but when that guy has been in he uh he's he's delivered for the browns this year um but so it was What was it? It was 20 to three.
1: 20 to three.
0: Brown scored a touchdown that that, that, Njoku touched on, you talked about. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we've talked about this team cannot play complimentary football to save their lives. The offense wakes up, scores a touchdown. What happens? The next Bengals offensive play, Joe Mixon rips off a 50 yard
1: run. After the Bengals hadn't done much to run the ball at all, right, up to that point,
0: right, just ripped it right off. Now credit the Browns' defense; they, they, uh, you know, they tightened up and they didn't. They forced them to kick a field goal. So you're thinking, okay, we were down two scores anyway. Now we're just gonna have, we'll have to get two touchdowns instead of a touchdown and field goal. And Deshaun I think made his made his one mistake of the game today, which was he the interception. He was late on the throw. Cooper was there. He was – or DPJ was there. He was open. Deshaun was just late. And I think it's just another case of him not being 100% sure in this offense yet.
1: Yeah, it's either that or just general rustiness because he was late on a lot of throws again today. Yeah,
0: Yeah, he was. Uh, He was holding the ball a lot, especially in the first half. I thought in the second half he was much better. I thought he was more more, uh, decisive. I thought he was getting the ball out. He had a couple uh, good runs for first downs. Um, overall, I think – and you might disagree with me. I know you kind of disagree with me in the text. I thought Deshaun Watson played pretty well. I thought he played well enough to win, aside for maybe that interception, which was bad. There's no way around that.
1: In the end today, he was 26 of 42, 276 yards. He had a touchdown, a pick. Yeah. He was eye,
0: right, I guess.
1: But It was know. a lot
0: of – again, it was a lot of progress from the first game last week. But again, I mean – he was really bad last week so but i thought he took some some steps forward and again now it's to the point now the rest of the year is just about okay we got to get him up to speed and and you know focus on him getting him ready for next year
1: i mean that's exactly it get get him and not just him but the o line and the entire unit more in sync than they're in right now cuz yeah. cuz they're struggling
0: well the o line yeah. i think this o line might look a decent amount different next year than it does this year
1: I'm I'm sure there'll be pers- there'll be personnel changes and yeah. acquisitions and stuff, but you know how how the front office goes about it is going to be largely determined, I think, within these last four weeks. Mm-hmm. The Browns go three and one or four probably going go four and zero, oh, but like if, if they're do looking positive down the stretch, you know maybe they don't go wholesale change. Whereas like if the Browns lose out, like you know a whole bunch of people could be out of here.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was brought up. Uh, it was brought up on on Twitter after the game, and it's something that I thought of. I mean, people people were, you know, we've we've complained about uh, Stefanski's uh, game management, in game stuff all year, and so many people on social media were just, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, Browns Twitter, were just like, ah, oh, just wait till Watson gets back. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. It'll be all right. It'll be great. Well. Stefanski didn't have a great game today. And people who are saying that, oh, just wait till Watson gets back. He, you know, he's uh, Stefanski's never had a, uh, never had a worthy quarterback at his disposal. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Kyle Shanahan, I think that's totally Kyle Shanahan, by the way, Kyle Shanahan is drilling the bucks with his third string quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant Brock, Brock Purdy. but right. I'll just leave that there. Um, He said, he's like, what if Watson over the last – today and then the next four, over the next five games, what if he continues to look better and better and better and the Browns still make make stupid – still do stupid things to lose games? Is Stefanski safe?
1: Is that question posed to me?
0: No, that was just in general. But, yeah, I mean, you can answer it.
1: There's no way that the Browns should make any changes as far as head coach goes. You have to give – this coach and this quarterback a whole season you just have to especially with everything you've invested in deshaun watson at this point i, I just it would be complete folly for me to, to change
0: head coach i mean that's assuming that you can't you can't do better than stefanski if, if you think that's the case then yeah i wouldn't make a change
1: i mean you're playing a real dangerous game if you, my, if you problem you is, that.
0: my problem is my problem is I'm not for advocating Stefanski, but what happens if the Browns start slow next year, like they did this year, and they're two and six, and then Stefanski's Ooh, fired? Yeah, because you because you okay. now because now, okay, this year you're calling a wash because Watson missed two thirds of the season. Fine, but if you start out slow and then you make the change in the middle of the season next year, you've then uh, wasted next season too.
1: That's the risk you take.
0: Yeah, I think you have. I think you have
1: to take that risk.
0: You're probably right. And again, I'm not advocating Stefanski get fired, but I'm saying like there's a risk involved either way because Stefanski has not put the, has not put the team in position to like be like, "Okay, yeah, he's our coach next year no matter what." I mean, I I think he's going to be back. But like I said, if you bring him back and they start slow, there's going to be so much pressure on Stefanski at the beginning of next
1: year. The it's only, not even funny. The only way I could possibly see Stefanski going is that the Browns not only lose out, but just look uncompetitive in most of the games down the stretch. Yeah. That might put him on real thin ice to possibly get canned, but I, I, I can't see it otherwise. Oh, yeah. I mean, if this team goes 5-12, and
0: 12, get the hell out of here. Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Get out. You lose out and— Your only game you're going to win with Deshaun Watson is going to be against the Texans. Get out. Goodbye. Goodbye. So, no, I agree. And I don't think that's going to happen, by the way. I mean, we don't have that difficult of a schedule going in here. I mean, next week, we play
1: the Ravens, who... They continue to do the minimum necessary to get by... (laughs) Games it's 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 uncanny. They beat Denver by one last week. They beat Pittsburgh by two this week. (laughs) Yeah, they're probably the worst nine and four team you've ever seen. But yet, that's
0: why John Harbaugh is probably going to go into the Hall of Fame. He's
1: got he's got rings, so yeah, Yeah. he probably will. (laughs) And he keeps doing crap like this. They're right. nine and four. They have no business you know, being nine and four. Speaking of other, you know, teams that don't have great quarterbacks right now, Tyler Huntley is playing for the Ravens. And he got injured today. They were playing. The so third now they're down to the third. St- oh my! And they still won. Both quarterbacks went out of that game then. because yeah. Kenny Pickett ended up with a concussion.
0: Oh my God! Did you see his? Key? That looked
1: bad. No, I didn't see the play.
0: Oh man, it was one of those things where his back was to the ground. So when he fell, his. It's like whiplash, like at the back of his head, slammed against the oh, ground. Oh, yikes. And you could like, they showed, they I don't know why, but they showed it in like kind of like slow motion, and you could see like the helmet like compress as it like hit the ground. Oh, sh- so, yeah, he's, I don't think that's going to be one of those, uh hey, uh I'm back next week, I'm going to clear concussion protocol. I think he's, and at this point, if you're the Steelers, like why would you even bring him back and risk it? You're
1: out of it. Like, Probably Like we'll just sit him. Yeah. Yeah. But. The only good news about this is that the Browns are still out of the basement. The Steelers are still occupying. This it, is right? true. So oh, on, hey, on woo-hoo.
0: we can flag our, fl- we can fly that our. That might end on up being
1: one. determined on January 8th at the end of the season, but uh, you know,
0: if nothing else, I need us to continue to win games so that draft pick we're giving to Houston is as bad as possible. Isn't
1: like six or yeah. seven or yeah. you know whatever it is that well like the only way 14, if it's that 15. is if we if
0: we, is if the the doomsday scenario you laid out. out is if we lose out. Yeah. But I don't think that's happening.
1: I I I, I don't think it's going to happen either and part I, of the reason is is that the Browns their next two games are played on Saturday. Yeah. Not Sunday. Where yep. they where they are 3 and 8 this season. And uh-huh. they yeah. they're 2 and 0 oh on playing on other days of the week. Yep. And on top of that, neither game is going to be played on CBS. Where they're where they are 2 and 8. In games on CBS this season, 3-0 and on other networks. Man, F-CBS. <laughs> there are only two wins. Are we, what in, are we, on
0: ESPN on Saturday?
1: Uh, NFL Network. Oh, is it? I think, and then, uh, well, actually. Which means
0: you'll be able to watch it locally. Yeah. And It'll then be if, on, like, Channel 5 or something. And then
1: Fox will be um, the next game after that. Are so, you Fox? Does this involve a win? Yeah. Yes, it did against Tampa. And New Orleans isn't very good, so yeah, that one might work. But again, what the Browns now have in front of them is an opportunity to finally expose Baltimore for the fraud that they are. Oh uh, man, that, that's that that's which would be nice. Listen,
0: if listen, we're out of it, and and I still contest that even if the Browns won out, I still like there are so many tiebreakers that go against us. I still didn't think we were going to get nine in. and eight can't get in.
1: Not with all the ties. No,
0: I mean even if we won today, I, if we would have went ten oh, and seven, seven. I mean, with the Ravens winning today, they would have already been at nine wins. They could only lose. They could only win one more the rest of the year to yeah, so not thinking, win the division so you're, not us. Think,
1: so you're not thinking division title, at and then
0: right? I'm also not thinking the wild card. I don't think. I, I don't know. I don't think ten, I don't think ten wins when all the ten wins might get you in, but not when all of the tiebreakers are against you.
1: Would be highly dependent on what the Jets, the Patriots, the Chargers, you know those other teams in the yeah. chase are doing. Yeah,
0: you know the four teams that are ahead of us that we lost to. That we all yeah. lost
1: to, yes. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So, what would be really great, and I think would endear not only Kevin Stefanski but Deshaun Watson to this entire fan base. Okay, the playoffs are gone, right? Beat the Ravens and beat the Steelers. If nothing else, the rest of this season, beat those two teams. Sweep the Steelers and get a win over the Ravens. I don't care. Lamar's probably not playing next week. I don't care. The Ravens are the Ravens.
1: Those friggin' rat birds. Just do that. In the scenario where that happens, they probably beat New Orleans too. Yeah. Maybe they beat Washington. I don't know. But. Let's say they, they split those other two games. That would put them at 8-9. That would put them at 4-2 in the AFC North. And considering you played two-thirds of the season with a backup QB, that's actually not a bad result.
0: It's not. I mean, you know, we go we go through every game and we dissect it. So, obviously, we're always going to look back at things and be like, oh, man, if it like the Jets game, we would have just done that properly. <laughs> yeah. We'd still be in it right Talk now. Putting the team on We'd a bad still trajectory. be in it right now against, uh, in the wild card if we just won that game. But I digress. So just beat the Ravens, beat the Steelers, and I'll be I'll figure out a way to get myself excited about next year. <sighs> well, so the Browns fall to five and eight. Uh Bengals improved to nine and four. Bengals are with the quarterback situation health wise with the Ravens, the Bengals are looking poised to go back to back, win division titles. I would say
1: presuming they beat Baltimore in their one remaining matchup. Baltimore yeah, won the first I
0: mean, game by two points,
1: again, doing yeah. the minimum necessary because that's what the Ravens do.
0: Yep. <laughs> so, and just, just the way the Bengals are playing. And, it, like, like, today we lost to the Bengals. Joe Burrow didn't even play well.
1: No, he didn't. No. He did not look if very good look... at all the first, like, until the final drive of the first half, he did not yeah. look good today.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you put the two stat lines of the quarterbacks up against each other, it's like it's a wash.
1: At best for Burrow, yeah. I mean, he, yeah, I he had he had
0: better. Is that he, he had an additional? Ball over today, did he? No, he had a pick. Oh, he had well. an additional touchdown pass. That was it. He had hmm. two touchdown passes. Uh, Deshaun had one. Uh, which again, and another thing, that first touchdown to Jamar Chase was a total luck box uh, touchdown. Jamar Chase wasn't even looking at the ball, and it like hit him in the hand on the hip, and he caught it somehow. Oh, man, life of a Browns fan. Well, I guess you might as well go around the NFL.
1: Yeah, I guess so. So this would be the time. If you you have any other teams, secondary teams of rooting interest, now's the time to break it out because we're not going to the postseason. I hate leading the segment like that, but that's kind of where we're at at this point. Also, I do have to mention the fact that our picks this week – Sucked.
0: No, they don't su- they didn't
1: suck. They stink. <laughs> they stink worse than Pepe Le Pew. We were both one and seven so far this week on picks. Uh-huh. That's as yeah. Deference to to the France. They are in the World Cup semifinals this coming week. <laughs> um, it is not coming home. Ha 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 Yeah. No. No England World Cup. It's been almost as long as NFL Championship for the Browns. If you're wondering, 64 versus 66.
0: Join us in our
1: misery. Yep. So we'll start off in the uh, the team that's probably most on your shit list: the Buffalo Bills. They listen. They found another way to win today, listen. but of course they didn't cover. So that you're probably perturbed about that.
0: <laughs> listen. If you're a Browns fan, I'm sorry, and I know, and I know. Before I even say this, I know our former co-host, he was on the show last week, Ryan. Uh, he says he's kind of he's kind of rooting for the Bills. I'm sorry, if you're a Browns fan and you root for the Bills, stay away from me.
1: <laughs> this all, folks, this all stems back from last year, Week One, when the Bills lost to the Steelers. I think. Maybe there's been more since then, but yes. I know that's when it started. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the Bills beat the Jets 20-12. to The Jets are now in free fall. They're now at 7-6. They were like yeah. the surprise darlings of the league three weeks ago, but reality is now hitting them like a broadside across the forehead. The Bills are 10-3. and They're the top team in the AFC still. Um, we almost had a massive upset in the 1 o'clock window as the Cowboys were trailing the Texans until the final drive of the game. Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott uh, pull it out at the end. The Cowboys win it 27-23 over listless Houston, who still only has one win. Dallas gets to 10-3 with a victory there. That's a little bit muted for them because the Eagles, the team they're chasing, absolutely pounded the Giants today, 48-22. The Eagles are 12-1, and quite frankly, they they looked unstoppable today. The Giants, like the Jets, are going the opposite way. They're now 7-5-1. And both of those teams are really now in gut check time to see if they're gonna be able to salvage this and get to the postseason or not. We had an, we did have a big upset in Nashville. The Titans laid at and their defenses in particular laid at complete egg today. They lose to the Jaguars 36 to 22. Wow. That keeps the Jaguars maybe kind of sorta in the mix for the AFC South. They're still two games behind Tennessee, but Tennessee looks awful right now. Mm-hmm. they are falling to seven and six. Jaguars are 5-8. and eight. I mean, same record as the Browns, but if you're in the AFC South, 5-8, and eight, you're in contention. Mm-hmm. You know, that being the difference there. Speaking of upsets, we had one in Detroit today, although Vegas said it was not an upset because Vegas was picking the Lions, and I should have I known— I also picked the Lions. That was a sucker play to try and get people to bet on Minnesota, and I fell for it hook, line, and sinker. The Lions— Winning 34 to 23, uh, the Lions have won five of their last six games after starting one and seven. So they've they're playing like one of the best teams in the league all of a sudden. Dan Campbell has got his guys rearing and ready to play. Jared Goff is throwing it around. I mean, I don't think they're going to make the postseason, but I get you know if they have a final month like this, I mean, who knows? It's not impossible. Stranger things have happened. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. The Ravens get by the Steelers 16-14. to 14. That was just as important a result for Baltimore as Cincinnati beating the Browns was today. The Ravens get the 9-4. and four. They're still leading the AFC North on tiebreaker uh, with the Bengals having beaten them in the first meeting of the season. I mean, the Bengals are playing a lot better at the moment. So, I mean, I picked Baltimore to win the, season, the division at the season's outset, but... I'm not even that confident in that choice right at the moment, but they are still up there for now. And that completes the one o'clock window going back to Thursday. Baker Mayfield somehow led the Rams back. He don't even on the team for like two or three days. He leads the Rams from 16 to three down with like three minutes left. And they beat the Raiders 17 to 16 that dropped the Raiders to five and eight and dropped them out of the postseason mix. Um, I just don't—I don't know how they continue to do what they're doing in Vegas with Josh McDaniels, but that's—they're in the same boat as the Browns. Rest in peace, Las Vegas. Uh, Going to the 4 o'clock window today, we've got an absolute beatdown occurring in San Francisco right now—well, actually, Santa Clara— the 49ers all over the Buccaneers, 35-7 to seven, with about eight minutes left in the game. The Niners look like one of the best teams, if not the best team in the league right now. They're going to be 9-4 after today. The Buccaneers are going to fall to 6-7. And, and increasing the odds that we'll have at least one sub-500 team in the playoffs. We might actually have two the way the Titans are playing right now. Both of the South divisions are just terrible in the NFL this season. But the 49ers, again, with the aforementioned Brock Purdy and that defense playing extremely well. They picked off Tom Brady two or three times today. It's not looking good for Tom and the Bucs. I mean, maybe they get in the postseason, but you got to figure they're going to be one and out when they get there. Meanwhile, we have a game that just went final, and I keep bringing up picks because this is going to be, like, the worst day ever for picks. The Chiefs beat the Broncos 34-28, to 28, which means they did not cover. <laughs> it's like, you gotta be how did the Broncos me. score 28 points? That offense, have they scored a combined twenty-eight points all year? It sometimes can take them a month to score that many points. Jeez, honest to God, Kansas City, really? Well, so Kansas City is ten and three. They are just behind Buffalo on tiebreaker atop the AFC. And
0: you and I, you and I, basically had, you and I basically had the same picks this week. We swapped, I think, two of them: Dallas and Houston, and and Detroit, Minnesota. We each went one and one,
1: and. We have no other victories right now, none. The 49ers game, when it goes final, will be our second win of the week. But oh my but that, god, that's it. We're two and what? We're gonna be two and nine. Oh my god! <laughs> After this window, because like I said, Houston. Wins. I
0: knew. I knew because I was literally going through. <laughs> I was literally putting the finishing touches on my picks when you texted them to me, and I'm looking at them. I'm like, wait same 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 there was a couple that i was still like mulling over i had like okay i i written one down but i'm like ah oh, i really don't know about that yet so i'm going same, same 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 i knew as soon as as soon as i knew that you and i i mean generally we have a handful of picks each week that are the same because there are some games are like okay that's obvious but i knew when we all had when we both of us had the same picks I had this. I had this thought in my mind. I'm like, I should just fade every pick that Steve made.
1: <laughs> I'd have the. If you I'd did have, that. You would have a commanding lead. Yeah, I'd out. have
0: like the best. I'd have like the best week ever.
1: <laughs> oh. since the end of the one o'clock window last week, I am two and fifteen.
0: Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you know, here's what I'm doing next year. Here's I know what I'm doing next year. I'm fading every single one of your 4 p.m. games.
1: I have been terrible in the four o'clock window practically <laughs> all season.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny. Like like you usually have like a like one a,
1: o'clock is usually fine, but 4 yeah, you o'clock usually is have mess. like
0: you usually have like a uh, like a two or three game lead on me after the one o'clock window. But then I just like I make it all up in the four o'clock window.
1: <laughs> and speaking of which, another game we're not going to be covering today: the Panthers. The Panthers and their moribund offense have somehow put up 30 points in Seattle and are leading the Unreal. Seahawks 30 to 17. So Seattle, there's another team that was looking like they were probably going to be a playoff team, and now reality is hitting them hard in the face. Yep. Um, so maybe they don't get there now. It's this is just this is crazy. Like the Panthers, I think are going to be five and eight. All of a sudden, the Panthers are starting to put it together a little bit. Is it possible? Weren't the Panthers like two and eight or three and eight, something like that?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is
1: it outside the realm of possibility they could come back and win the NFC South? No. Like it's it's nuts. You know, with Tampa getting absolutely ramrodded today, the Panthers are only going to be a game out of the lead. Yes. At five and eight. Yes. <laughs> they were two and eight. Yes. <laughs> I don't think any team in NFL history started two and eight and gone to the playoffs. <laughs> Unbelievable. (laughs) Seattle's gonna be seven and six after today, which I mean they were leading the NFC West a few weeks ago. And now Now they're gonna be two games behind the 49ers. They don't even look like they belong in the same universe as the 49ers right now. (laughs) Not many teams do right now, but honest to God. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. And going into the night games, tonight, Sunday night football, we've got the Dolphins playing at the Chargers. Uh the Dolphins are eight and four. The Chargers are six and six. The Chargers need this game really bad. The Dolphins would need this game to really have any shots still remaining to win the AFC East.
0: I'm interested to see how how uh the Chargers defense is going to uh keep up with Waddle and Tyreek Hill on turf.
1: Yeah. Tonight. Like that pristine, super amazing turf that they have in LA where the the wind only comes in sideways and only just a gentle breeze. And it's like, yep. you know, manufactured plastic football. Well, this may not be to their advantage tonight right. with the personnel the Dolphins have.
0: Well, their head coach uh, is not does not lead to uh, their advantage most uh, games. So. <laughs> I mean, he's like on the Bills level for me. I can't stand that guy. And you know what? You know what's hilarious, too? He's a Northeast Ohio guy, so I shouldn't hate him. Oh, jeez. But, yeah. I think he went to John Carroll.
1: Oh, he's a blue streak.
0: John Carroll or Mountain Union, one of the two. I think All it was John Carroll.
1: But and then Monday night we've got the Patriots going to the big toaster to face the Cardinals. The Patriots need this game very, very badly, uh, to stay in that wild card chase.
0: Let me actually preface this. Brandon Staley, I would love for him to be our defensive coordinator next year if uh, you know, the charge, if you know if the, if the Chargers do what the doomsday scenario we said about the Browns and the Chargers bottom out. They probably will fire Staley.
1: Probably, yes.
0: And I would love him as our defensive coordinator, and he would fit right in with our analytics-driven mindset that this organization uh, has. The Browns, by the way, second year in a row that they've been voted uh, the most analytically-driven franchise, even above like the Eagles and the Chargers and uh, a couple of the other teams that are very well-known for their analytics. But hmm. Take for that what you may, because... Never
1: mind. I'm not impressed.
0: Yeah. No. Eight and nine, and probably eight and nine again this year. So, at best. Yeah. Anyway. So, is that it?
1: That does it.
0: That is around the NFL. And I don't really see any reason for us to keep going this week. No. So, that's going to do it for us on the postgame show. Uh, We will be back this week for Living Off the Land. We will be doing a World Cup final preview. And we will also kind of go through how the tournament unfolded. Uh, this week probably is going to be very World Cup heavy. So if you're into the World Cup, this will be another episode for you. Uh, we'll see if we can get some. Uh, see if we can get a guest or two that are big into uh,
1: the World Cup. Maybe we'll bring Brett back on. I'm not sure. But uh. two big semifinals this week: Croatia versus Argentina on Tuesday, and then Morocco versus France on Wednesday. Are you you like me, and you're finding yourself rooting for Morocco just to win the whole thing? Either Morocco or Croatia. I don't have anything against Croatia. I mean, yeah, they made the finals last time, so them being here is not like a humongous surprise. But, again, neither one of those teams has has won the World Cup previously. Like you said last time, I don't
0: don't really want to see the France win their fourth. Third. Third, sorry.
1: Or Argentina winning their third. Or Argentina
0: winning their third. I mean, I was rooting for France to beat England because –
1: I I love England it. Because England fans are just totally oh, obnoxious. Oh, they're t- and insufferable. They're almost as bad as Houday Nation, quite frankly. In yeah. terms of you know teams that have really haven't won jack squat, Never and yet you know their their fan base just talks so much smack. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. So we will do a lot of World Cup on living off the land,
0: but we also do our normal rhythms. We'll do a beer. We'll do a, a neighborhood, uh, and then we will talk. Uh, we'll do some Cavaliers. Uh, we'll talk Guardians if they make any moves between now and uh, Wednesday, and uh, then for the Browns, we'll we'll do a preview on the Ravens game. So, but that is for Wednesday. For tonight, we are done. So, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, thanks for tuning in as always. Uh, you can follow us on social media at Stiff's McGee at Daniel J Ford, and you can follow the show at the Lotl Podcast. So. Uh, For Stephen, I'm Dan. You've been listening to the Post Game Show. We'll catch you for Living Off the Land uh, later this week. And uh, have a good night. And uh, see ya.